Well, it's that time of year again. The tree is up, the presents are bought, everyone has stopped googling what Black Friday means, and the Archibalds are here. In this hectic, horse-racing, pudding-boiling-packed holiday season, it's sometimes good just to take a breath, leave the big city, and go and look at some award-winning paintings. For those who haven't listened to my reviews from the past two Archibald Prize exhibitions, go listen now, Omni and iTunes, there's still time. But for those who don't know anything about the Archibald Prize, essentially it is a prestigious portraiture award dating back to 1921, in which Australian artists submit paintings of influential figures with the finalists shown in an exhibition. Among the finalists and the grand prize is the Audience Choice Award and a Packing Room Prize, chosen by those who unpack the works and set up the gallery. On that note, I was very touched to see that one of the subjects in this year's show was actually the head packer himself, a fitting tribute to someone who has worked so hard physically behind the scenes, assisting others in their fame whilst remaining anonymous himself. It helped give the exhibition a degree of perspective, and was also an extremely nice portrait itself that really captured his humble yet graceful character. I did, however, want to start off this review uh, with an example of one of the good subjects because there is a small rant that I'm going to get over quick, ladies and gentlemen, about the 2017 Archibald Prize, and that is that I was disappointed with the range of subjects. There seemed to be a far higher volume of self-portraits this time around. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with self-portraits, of course, but in this context it came across as a bit self-indulgent and totally against the grain of the Archibald goal of paying tribute to people who have made a significant contribution to society. Why people would use such an occasion to paint themselves is beyond me. And conversely, it also worried me to see so many winning portraits of people who were not only artists themselves, but members of the artistic community, such as gallery owners, arts board members. Granted, some were valid choices of subject, such as Jun Chan's exquisite portrait of famed arts patron, Ray Hughes, which successfully captured the forlorn sense of loneliness I suspected the artist was going for. But the rest of these subjects added little to the exhibition. Indeed, if I am to be extremely cynical, I suspect that in most cases, the decision to paint wheelers and dealers in the arts world instead of activists, athletes and scientists was less out of inspiration and more as a brazen attempt to network. I apologise if that sounds harsh, but one of the great joys of this exhibition is not only discovering new artists, but also the subjects, many of whom have done great work that would never be recognised otherwise. Therefore, it just saddens me to see the narrowing breadth of the kind of people the artists decide were worthy of being portrayed. Right. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Allow me to break up this diatribe with something I did think was much better in this year's Archibalds. There are a lot more Indigenous artists and subjects in the 2017 finalists exhibition. It is a well-known fact that the track record of winners has been suspiciously Anglo-heavy, even in recent decades. So to see such a greater range in ethnic diversity in one year was encouraging. I especially liked a magnificent, vivid red painting by Tungagara Ken called Seven Sisters Dreaming, which was, as she described, a self-portrait of the land in which she grew up. It is rare to find a piece of art that is so arresting in its design and yet so sentimental and spiritual in its meaning. Another piece of work that struck a chord with me, with me was a small painting by Dee Smart called The Mayor of Bondi. A simple yet effective piece about a fashion designer from <laughs> Bondi. I also heartily enjoyed the painting of Ray Charles by Ando, the one he painted on his program Brushed with Fame, which had the Margaret Olley quality of being eye-catching regardless of whether you were standing 2 or 20 metres from it. There was also the more powerful, almost sinister edge of Tony Elbert's Ash on Me. That was an example of a good self-portrait, in which his body was made up of various pieces of Aboriginalia, tacky, tasteless smoking ashtrays with vaguely Aboriginal designs on them, that in one image punchily and perfectly summarised just how grotesque commercial appropriation of sacred Indigenous relics really is. My favourite painting, however, would have to have been by Vincent Namajira, grandson of the legendary painter Albert Namajira, who's aptly titled Self-Portrait on a Friday. Here we go, eat my words. The two of my favourite paintings have been self-portraits. But I think, think this one was not only the best piece in this year's Archibalds, in my humble opinion anyway, but perhaps the best one I've ever seen in the history of the competition. 
It was not the most sophisticated piece and a bit intentionally goofy, but it was for those reasons alone that I was so enraptured by a self-portrait on a Friday. After reading dozens of bios about the long, elaborate lore that went into making each of the paintings, some genuinely intriguing and others bordering on the superfluous, I cannot say how refreshing it was to see an artist who had had the bravado to just show himself giving a thumbs up at the end of a good day. I honestly got a greater sense of joy, passion and the artist's character from that simple image alone than I did from all the other elaborate, complex pieces with their rickety metaphors and delicate mise-en-scene put together. In one picture of himself, Namajira has made me totally reassess what I value in art, and I hope that this masterpiece is not just overlooked as a juvenile cartoon and given the credit and appreciation it deserves. As for the winner of the Archibald Prize, it was an Autodisc-esque surrealist portrait of the artist Agatha Goeth Snape. It wasn't exactly to my taste, but I was certainly taken with the effective use of lines that seemed to economically portray both the subject and the environment she was in. Peter Smith's portrait of Lisa Wilkinson, which won the Packers Prize, was also rather imposing in a naturalistic sort of way although it was loaded with quite a bit of imagery that wasn't entirely clear without the aid of the bio. I feel like I was very harsh on the Archibalds in those first few paragraphs of this review. It's just been a stressful week, what with having to get all my Christmas present shopping done, so... So let me try and make amends by stating that this exhibition is nevertheless a splendid way to see some of Australia's greatest emerging artists and has an astonishing variety in styles and mediums and, to quote the cliché, really does have something for everyone. If you're in Geelong or feel like embarking on a road trip, this is a cultural institution you really have to see at least once. And the 2017 finalist will sate your portrait and needs just as well as always. So go and check it out. The Archibald Prize exhibition is on at the Geelong Gallery until this Sunday, the 10th of December. Tickets available on the website. You'll listen to Artsmen on Sin Nation. <laughs>